Welcome to episode 40 of the Babes Talking Business podcast. Today, we get to interview Elle, the founder of Elle Fit Active, a platform that empowers people to look after their bodies and minds. After learning how to manage pain from scoliosis and navigating her way through chronic fatigue, anxiety, and depression, Elle brings life to tough times with her authenticity and her humor. Since launching Elfit Active in 2014, her stretching guide, Get Bendy, is helping people in over 100 countries. In this episode, we dive deep into the story behind Elle starting her business and what that looks like behind the scenes. We know for a fact this will inspire so many of you who are in your startup phase of business, whether you're packing items yourself or you're hiring your first staff member, maybe you're leasing a space or maybe you're even just making mistakes that are equipping you to become a better business owner. This episode will totally hit home for you as Elle shares how she too has been through it all before. You can also check out our website at www.babestalkingbusiness.com where we have loads of information, including upcoming events we have on this year. You can also check the link in our Instagram bio to navigate all that BTB has on offer for you, including our books, if you'd love to get your hands on them, or if you want to look into joining the team. P.S. We're vlogging again if you missed the memo, so catch us on YouTube if you'd love to sit in on our living room episode with this one. So without further ado, we are so excited for you to hear from the amazing Elle. We're so excited to interview you. Thank you for being on the show. Um, we're just so excited to talk to you about your journey in business because not only do you have like a really beautiful message online, but you've yeah, we're excited to dive deep into that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so now we'll chat a little bit earlier. Like, where did business start? I know you started Elfit in 2014. Yeah, it's coming up to six years now. And I was thinking about this before I came, actually. With everything with Elfit, I never thought I was going to start a business. It just kind of started on Instagram and I was like, oh, I'm just going to share my journey to figuring out fixing my back chronic fatigue, all that sort of stuff. And then people started following it for some reason. And then a year later, throughout that year, I was studying law and mum and dad were just saying, you clearly don't like law and this is something that you enjoy. Like, how can you make this into something that you do every day? And I didn't want to, I guess, monetize my Instagram in any way. That was never yeah and everyone was asking what I was doing for my back so because I was doing a lot of different things I was like okay maybe I just create my own guide and that's where Get Bendy was born and that's I guess how my business started it was just kind of not an accident but I started doing something just for myself to solve my own problems and um, then realized that I could help other people so that's so cool and so when you so you were doing law is that what you were doing before you had the business yeah studying or were you practicing studying yeah so I did that for five years and I have have <laughs> six subjects to go but 
it just got to the point where I was doing Elephant Active full-time and studying full-time, but not really studying at all. Yeah. And I think it took me a long time to let go of that, especially yeah. because, not that I had pressure from my parents, but mum was like, you should get a degree, like finish it, like you've come this far. And every single person that I spoke to said like, you know, you've come this far, just finish it. Yeah. But it gets to the point where I'd open a book that I was interested in and I couldn't put it down. And then I'd open like one page of my law textbook and I was like, couldn't do it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it got to a point where I guess a lot of people talk about, like, a side hustle and just, like, wait until it ticks over. But it was pretty instant for me. I just held on to the law for a while. Mm. And then I was like, okay, I can't actually manage both of them. So yeah. it was just a natural progression, I think. And so when you say it was instant, so what were you doing back, back then? So you had your Instagram page where you're just adding value regularly or is that – and then you had the idea of, I'm going to create this Get Bendy guide, or? Yeah, so it's a pretty funny story. Um, I had decided, so when I, I'll wind back a bit. <laughs> when I was 14, I was diagnosed with scoliosis. And if for anyone that doesn't know, that's just an abnormal lateral curvature of the spine. And back when I was 14, it didn't really matter. My swimming coach picked it up. She was like, you're doing breaststroke like this. And I was yeah, like, wow. okay. Um, but it didn't cause any pain. So I went to the physio, they took um, x-rays and they're just like, you've got to do these physio exercises for the next few years as you have a growth spurt, which I didn't do. Um, and then when I got to my early 20s and I was at uni and I was studying law and I was sitting a lot and stressed and tight, that's when my back just played up a lot. Um, so I started having nerve pain, um, sciatica, couldn't, couldn't even drive to the chiropractor. Wow. I was in that much pain. Um, and yeah, I just devoted a whole year pretty much to figuring out how I could look after myself naturally. Cause I was 21 and I had crippling back pain. So I was like, well, this isn't the rest of my life. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of what I was posting on Instagram and on my personal page to start with. And I had friends just being like, oh, how many yoga photos can you upload? And this is back when, like, before everyone was uploading yoga photos <laughs> on um, And I was just like, screw it. I'm just going to create a separate page. I can post whatever I want. It's just going to be anonymous. So it was just L. The only people in my life that called me L were my swimming coach and my parents. So I wouldn't even respond to anyone that called me L. And I just started that Instagram page. And I, I remember I was walking with mum one day. And so this is what, it's 2014, like six years ago yeah. now. And I was like, oh, damn, like, the username L's taken. <laughs> and I was like, what can I throw on the end? And I was like, I'll just put fit. And it stuck. It was never, like, anything serious. Yeah. Um, and I just started uploading photos of, like, the stretches that I was doing or it was kind of just like an online diary for accountability. Yeah. And just a way to track my progress and followed other accounts that were inspiring. And this is back when Instagram, if your photo was featured on the popular page, um, everyone on Instagram would see it. So there was this huge growth, kind of like overnight. I remember checking my phone one morning and there was like 10,000 followers. And I was like, whoa, where are these people coming from? <laughs> Gone are the days of Instagram. Oh, yeah, <laughs> now it's just going down. <laughs> um, yeah, so it just grew really quickly and people, there was just so many strangers, I guess, that were interested in what I was doing and I was just being 100% me 
didn't care what friends thought. Mum was like, I'll follow you. And she was my first follower. (laughs) Um, And it was just really nice to have a platform that I could share whatever I wanted, whenever I wanted. And I always made that pact to myself that I wouldn't care what people thought. And it was interesting on the page where I didn't care what people thought. It grew. It grew. And then my personal page, like I would care more about like what I posted to my friends, which is stupid. (laughs) Um, But then by the time... I think it was February 2014, I was studying law, working for a barrister, and I just said to mum and dad, we'd always chat on the veranda about business ideas, and I remember saying, I'm like, I want to make a stretching poster, and we'd always chat about business ideas, but I just remember saying to dad, I was like, no, this has to happen, Um, and I just wrote it down, I think, like on a napkin, and I was like, okay, this is going to happen, and I just asked if I could move back in with them. At the time, I was just on Centrelink studying, living in Brisbane. They'd just moved from Cairns to the Sunshine Coast, and I was like, can I please move in with you? And I was like, give me two months. And I think they loaned me five grand to get everything set up. So I think I had the idea end of Jan, early Feb, and then launched it on the 30th of April. So I was just... And it was interesting because at that time, I also had chronic fatigue. But as soon as I came up with the idea for Elfit Active and had something that was really lighting me up from the inside, I had so much more energy, even mm-hmm. though there was so many other reasons as to why I had chronic fatigue. Um, so yeah, that's how it kind of started. That's a cool story. I love yeah. that. It Like while you were explaining that, I was just thinking about, like they say, you know, have a career, build a career, but if you can find your vocation, which is something you do and add value with but get paid for it like mm-hmm. you'll never feel like you work a day in your life and I just feel like you found your vocation like yeah that's so rare for people to find that and just truly love it yeah and so when you had your business idea like you had this idea something you were passionate about you wanted to create a stretch guide did you actually envision it to be what it is now like be like it's gonna be my full-time income so I'm gonna be no. doing like what did your business plan actually look like? like I'm going to have a stretch fit and I'm just going to send it, share it with my followers. Is that it? So at the time, I think I had 50,000 followers on Instagram and a lot of people were like, what are you doing for your back? And I'd say like, oh, like watch this YouTube video, do this, do this. And it was just this like rambled thing of like what I was doing. And mum and I used to drive from Brisbane to the Sunshine Coast a bit. And that was like, our. we just have so many great ideas on that trip. And I remember chatting and I was like, okay, I'm going to create an app. And that was the idea. I was like, I'm just going to have an app and I'm going to have all of the stretches that you need to do to look after yourself, just like a full body stretching app. And then I was like, I have no money. (laughs) (laughs) And I also thought at the time, because I was at uni and I was on technology all the time, it'd be whether studying, listening to lectures, because at that point I was doing uni externally. Um, Everything was online. Even the yoga DVDs that mum and dad would try and make us do when we were kids. We would be like trying to follow along with a video and it's kind of contradictory to yeah. yoga. You're like, I want to, especially now where yeah. there's technology in front of us. Um, I really wanted a way to switch off. And we were chatting, mum and I were chatting in the car, and I was like, no one's done a yoga poster. Like, the only stretching poster that you really see was kind of like a 90s stretching poster with maybe like Holy. nine photos of a guy wearing like a sweatband and leggings, <laughs> just doing some really basic stretches. So, I thought it'd be really cool to just create something that was, I say, minimal and stylish. And then I think back to the poster in 2014 and it's just embarrassing. <laughs> it's come a long way. But yeah, it was just an idea to have something that people could switch off at home. I was a uni student, didn't have money for yoga classes. 
but I needed to do something for my back. So I was like, okay, there were so many other people in the same position. Um, I just wanted to create a way that stretching and like pain relief was accessible yeah. and affordable, That's but so no cool. business plan whatsoever. <laughs> and so over the years, like how has that evolved in terms of the lessons that you've learned? Like, have you found roadblocks in business, like growing over time? Yeah, for sure. Um, I think, yeah, it's coming up to six years in April. I remember the night before I launched, and I feel like everyone probably does this, but the reason it took two months and not like a month to set up is because mum and dad said to me, they're like, no, you need to create a company. And I'd spoken to someone, I think it was an accountant or a bookkeeper, and they said like, yeah, if you, if you pass the, I think it's like 70 grand per year, um, the tax bracket, is warped so you need to be a company all of these things and mum and dad were like there's the potential for that like you could make 70 grand overnight <laughs> and I had no idea because I'm like fifty thousand dollars I'm like what if everyone bought one and I think oh, at the yeah. time the e-guide was maybe like eight dollars and my poster was twenty two dollars it wasn't even covering costs like I had no idea there was a point where dad sat me down and he's like okay have you checked like how much it costs you to print and all of this sort of stuff and I was like yeah, so it cost me like $2 to send a poster. As in, people would pay me $22, but that would be including shipping. So it actually cost me $2 for an order. Yeah, so right. I was losing $2 for every sale. And dad was like, this isn't a business. Like yeah. you're, not, you're not even making any money. Like you're spending money to send an order. Yeah. And I was like, but I don't want to charge too much. And oh. he was like, well, you have to charge enough to always <laughs> like break even. Yeah. Um, so I feel like every, everything that I've learned has been just, I guess, diving in head first and then figuring it out as I go. So I just finished that book. Have you heard of the book Winging It by Emma Isaac? She's like the founder of Business Chat. I have heard of it, but I haven't, yeah, I haven't read it yet. It's funny. Just I think every time I hear like, I, I'm inspired by women in business, I actually hear their story. It's like, none of us knew what we were doing. We just no. like, just work it out. We just say yes and we just roll with the punches and you kind yeah, of learn yeah. as you go. Yeah. So interesting. <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but I think it was, I was 23 when I launched and you're so fearless in your early 20s. And yeah. I didn't know of anyone that had really had a business that had completely flopped. Or like, I didn't even really know much. Like, I was at uni. I was like, oh, this would be fun. Like, this would be better than working for a barrister and in the middle of a building with no windows and feeling like I was just watching a clock. And it's kind of like kids. Like, they're so fearless. Like, you watch them playing yeah. and you're like, oh my God, this kid's going to kill themselves. Yeah. It's like, like, that's what we were like when we started business. Mm. We had no idea, like, of any risk involved. No. Like, had no idea of, like, personalities you'd have to deal with, like, issues. Yeah. I was thinking about actually last Friday, I went to a speakers conference in Brisbane and it's funny because when I started my business, it was like, I don't know, five years ago when I finished my site degree and I started like talking and coaching at like events. I never had any speaking training though, but I just went, I just remember just doing it and actually yeah. being confident and enjoying it. And it's like the more I've been in business, the more I've learned, the more I've realized I don't know. And so at the start, you just ignorance and fly, but I think your confidence in business starts to dwindle as you get older because oh, you yeah. realize, I have no idea <laughs> yeah. what I'm doing. Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, oh my god, I was so much more confident six years ago when I was winging it. Now, yeah. not that I am now. <laughs> yeah. I think also at the at the time, like, there wasn't really any risk involved. Like, mm. the worst that could happen was that I owed mum and dad five grand. Yeah. So I was like, 
yeah, may as well. Like, I'll give it a yeah, crack yeah. and see what happens. And it was so much more exciting than what I was doing at the time. Like, that didn't light me up at all. And I didn't even know of this word, but it, in hindsight, it's kind of like a weird combination of everything that I enjoy. Yeah. Like, Sam even said to me the other day, he was like, oh, you know, it's like nice to get away from the computer, I'm sure. And I was like, no, like, I love packing orders, answering emails, working on my website, things like that. I mm. can be in my office for 12 hours. Yeah. That lights me up. And he's like, I can't relate. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with you. Yeah. No, I know what you mean. Shan's the worst for it. She was yeah. there for 12 hours. I'm like, Shan, she's like, didn't even eat for five hours. I'm still working. I'm yeah. Like, yeah. 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 I'll just like forget to eat. I'll forget to pee. I'll just be yeah. like, my body's telling me I need to go to the toilet. And I'm yeah. like, no, I'm just going to do one more email. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Time just zooms by. Yeah. But I think that's when you, you know, that like, you love what you do. You found do. something that you love. Yeah. 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 And so what are your days like now? Like what's the perks of having your own business? Um, it's funny because I had, so along the way, I have had a couple of employees just to help. It started off with mum putting her hand up because I had just, it started getting very busy and I was doing everything. So I was, I guess, like the model for Get Vanity for not only mm. like the poster, but all of the Instagram content. I was also the photographer, yeah. um, editor, graphic designer, yeah. like marketing agent, accountant, yeah. like, self coach, <laughs> customer service, like sending orders. Uh, and I never expected something that was my passion and something that I love to change. And I think when I was just so busy, I was like, this isn't what I signed up for. Like I didn't even have time to just like stretch and chill and just like play anymore. Yeah. It was just emails and orders. And back in 2014, the processes that they had were so time consuming. Mm. So even just to send an order at the time, I was like handwriting people's addresses and like mm. handwriting custom slips. And that would take my whole week. And I wasn't getting back to emails because as soon as you cleared your inbox, it was just like, they keep coming. And I was like, I, I can't do this. So I wasn't getting back to emails. And that's when mum came in and she was like, how about I take control of the emails, dad packs orders, and you can just oh, keep doing what you're doing. That's amazing. And so I turned into this little family business for a while. And that worked really well because mum was having a break from teaching and like dad found posters very therapeutic. It's like, okay, just like roll, 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 like head to the post office. So that worked really well, but I think with that also came the challenges of working with your family. Mm. And it worked really well, I think, for about two years. And then I think I was ready to, I was living on the Sunshine Coast, basically setting up my business just to hermit for two years. Like, I don't mm. think I really made any friends in that time, but I was fine. Like everyone else was, you know, partying at uni or, and all I wanted to do was work. So I think I needed a bit of a break from that. And it was hard to separate from mum and dad doing that. But I think that was an important part of my journey as well. Yeah. Figuring out how much I needed to delegate, how much I needed to refine. Um, so yeah, I got my first employee that helped me with emails and posters. And then I moved to the Gold Coast. And I was so burnt out, I think, at that time. I'd gone straight from year 12 to uni to starting my own business. I think it was just like eight years and I hadn't really stopped, like I never had a gap year and I hadn't really stopped at all in my twenties to just be like, is this what I'm doing? Like, is this fun still? 
am I enjoying it? Do I need to take a different direction? Um, just had a breakup and just moved to the coast. And I was like, I think I'm just going to take a gap year. So that was in 2017. I kind of just joked that I was retired. Like I definitely <laughs> didn't have the money to retire. I just had a bit of savings to give me a bit of breathing space. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to devote 2017 to following what feels good. And I think at that point I was so out of touch with my intuition that I didn't know what I wanted to do because I couldn't really trust what felt good. Yeah. Um, I did a stint in Brisbane between the Sunshine Coast and the Gold Coast and I just felt really claustrophobic and lost and not happy. Um, so when I got here, I was like, okay, I'm just going to do everything that like my 13 year old self would have wanted to do, like learn to surf, learn to skate, just have fun and just go really slowly. Follow the breadcrumbs. Yeah. Um, which kind of led to a chapter that I wasn't expecting at all. Um, in February, I went in to kiss the berry, which is like an acai bowl place in Burley. And I knew the girl that owned it, Sarah. And she's like, what are you doing this year? And I was like, oh, not much, just chilling. I've been like pondering the idea of a studio for a few years, but I don't know if I want to do it. And she's like, oh, well, we've got a space upstairs if you were ever interested in opening a studio. And I walked up and it was pretty grungy, just like purple walls, like a huge old Baker's Delight vent, like in the <laughs> middle of the room. But it had these beautiful windows that looked out to Burley Heads. And it's on Connor Street, so like one of the main streets in Burley. And I just remember seeing the windows and I was like, this is incredible and just had so much natural light and I just pictured kind of the space that I had created at mum and dad's which was just like white floorboards white walls yeah. <laughs> um just very airy and peaceful and so that seed got planted in February but didn't really come to fruition until July when I signed a lease wow. and did a huge renovation and the I think by that point I'd kind of had six months off but I just had this overwhelming urge to bring people together because at that point I'd been on Instagram and online for I guess three or four years by then and I was connecting with so many people and making so many great friends online and also in my personal life but I had so many people messaging me being like oh like how do you make friends like yeah and I thought it would just be really cool to have a space where people could come together we could run workshops stretch classes where you actually talk to people rather than a yoga class that you kind of just walk yeah. into, go on your mat and then leave. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I just really wanted to bring people together and do every fun idea that I'd kind of thought about throughout my life, like dance classes and art classes and workshops with nutritionists and then hiring space out and also having a place to work. That was a very important chapter, I think. And not having a home office um so yeah in between all that time there's a big studio upstairs chapter um which I ended up selling and handing over the lease a year and a half I think into it so I had a friend Beck and we both went into it um and seven months into our lease she fell pregnant and she was like I think I I just need to focus on that and I was like, okay, I'll give it a crack by myself. But at the time I was running the studio upstairs and also Elfit Active by myself, pretty much. Yeah. I had the girls helping with emails and packing, but I was so unaware how much work a physical space was and covering overheads and 
suddenly yeah. it's like a whole different business, like needing to source income yeah. to like cover the rent and all of that. Yeah. So that was a very steep learning curve. Um, but now that it's over and I've kind of like had a year to just like <laughs> <pretty> chill <laughs> and just get back to basics and just focus on one thing, I'm so grateful for all of the lessons that that had. Um, but it's also now very interesting to observe how easy Elford acted was and how much it flowed and how hard the studio was and how many roadblocks I did have. Mm -hmm. After six months of committing to follow my intuition, it was almost, and I think once you sign a lease, you're signing a contract. So as much as your mm -hmm. intuition can tell you, it's, it's not just like, oh, you know, it's not really oh, feeling that Sorry, good. bye. Yeah. <laughs> So it was really exciting and it felt really good, but there were lots of roadblocks, which I probably should have paid attention to, but at the same time, I wouldn't change anything because yeah. it was this, it was almost like an express degree in business Holy. in like 18 months. And nothing can teach you that except no. experience. So, so, so true. It was stressful. I don't like using that word and I didn't allow myself to say that throughout the process because... I think that's what led me to get chronic fatigue at uni. Just being yeah. like, I'm so stressed, I'm so stressed, I'm so stressed. And then my body's like, okay, you're stressed. Like, I'll put you to sleep, basically. Like, yeah. um, so I didn't allow myself to say that, but it, it was. was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. What was like a word you used instead or what were, like, what were some processes you used to sort of like get through the day? Because I'm sure a lot of our listeners yeah. are like, okay, I think I feel like that right now. Yeah. It's interesting because each year I've kind of had a mantra that I've wanted to focus on, something that I've, I've needed to pay attention to throughout everything that I do. So I just wanted it to be short and sweet. And so in 2017, it was follow what feels good. And I really needed that time to get in touch with my intuition. And I think it's so important for everyone to practice, mm -hmm. especially girls. And there's so many ways that your intuition can be um, silenced or not trusted. For me, it was relationships yeah um just having a few duds and if yeah. people are lying about things and you feel something so strongly intuitively yeah. and then you have someone telling you the opposite I think that can really yeah. screw with your intuition so it was follow what feels good and then the following year when I had the studio and everything that I needed to juggle all at once it was do what needs to be done <laughs> so it was almost like just do it and I I think I would procrastinate a lot in the past, but I didn't have a chance to procrastinate. So it was in my journal, like on the front page of my journal, and it was just do what needs to be done. What's the mantra for this year? Um, well, last year's was how light can I be after everything that went on? I was like, okay, I just want to feel as light as possible. So organizing finances and routines and all of that. And this year's only came to me yesterday after a... A particular situation I realized that I hadn't kind of set one for this year but it was or is um how calm can I be or how calmly can I approach this situation which I think I've had a lot of practice at but something happened yesterday with <laughs> my sister and I was like oh no I still need practice and I feel like family are the ones that can really show you yeah, your like, biggest mirrors <laughs> yeah or like how how far you still need to go in terms of like you can be like no I'm so calm in every situation until oh, something hits you yeah like, I'm not calm right now yeah my little brother has just moved in with me 
And we yeah. just got married like three weeks ago. So I'm like, oh, I've just inherited a new baby already. But it's like, it's, <laughs> I'm like, it's my biggest lesson. Like I'm excited, but at the same time, we are so similar and it's pushing all of my buttons. I'm like, you know what? This is an experience you're probably never going to have it ever again. You might live it with your brother. Yeah. So like, just enjoy it. I'm like, what is he teaching me right now? He's like, teaching me a bit more patience. Yeah. And mm. more chill because I'm very OCD, like with my systems, with my time. And like, I just don't like people being in my energy. Yeah. Just teach me to be more flexible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting because we, we're kind of dealing with the same thing at our house, which is so great. Um, I live with one of my best friends and her boyfriend. So it's. Um, Emma, Tommy, me and Sam, my partner, and also her mum. But then we've also got a friend staying from overseas, which is amazing. She's from Norway. And then Emma's younger sister's there with her niece all the time. So I think the other night we had eight people in the house. And it can get to be a lot, especially when Emma and I both work at home. But we both said to each other, we're like, in a month's time, Maria and Haley aren't going to be there. The house is going to be really quiet and we're going to be like, oh, to enjoy it so i think yeah you learn to just Mm. soak it up whilst you've got it because it's not it's not forever yeah 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 i've um i've really loved chatting with you today and getting to know you better but i've really loved learning about your journey because i think we all have we all have our individual business journeys but they're all very much the same and i think the message is like adversity just welcome it with open arms because it kind of like your ammunition that you need for like the next thing that's going to happen and the thing after that and yeah you sort of like build resilience and strength with that yeah and what's like what have you got planned for this year and the future what's what's on the cards for you um what's interesting to I guess reflect on the studio upstairs as a chapter because it's kind of led me to what I'm doing now and it I'd always planned to do what I'm working on and going to release this year but that really forced me to learn it and experience it and refine it um so the kind of tagline for open active is stretch your body stretch your mind and under the stretch your body kind of sphere we've got get bendy get split and get inverted Mm -hmm. um and now i'm working on the stretch your mind side of things so i've got three online video courses um nothing to do with stretching but kind of everything that um, I learned and refined because I had to mm. whilst juggling two businesses. So yeah, if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't be able to do these programs. I think justice. So I'm excited to do that. So exciting. And so yeah. for people who've been following this and been following you, where should they find you to keep posted with it? So they know when it comes out, how to get their hands on it. Um, Instagram. Yeah. So I have two pages. And my personal page is L underscore fit, which I post most on. Um, and then L fit active is, yeah, everything's stretching related at the moment. We'll make sure to put it all in the show notes. Yeah, for sure. What's one piece of advice you give for any ladies who are listening and maybe are wanting to start a business, but have just started their business and they're like, holy shit, what have I got myself Um... I think you just have to keep putting one foot in front of the other. That's the only way that you really figure it out and ask lots of questions, but also realize like what flows and what's easy and what excites you and what kind of drains your energy. And they're the things that you need to like delegate ASAP, um, but focus on the things that you are excited by. So for me, it's like creating. So if the 
the business side of things bog you down. It's like refine them as quickly as possible because I think a lot of people go in doing something that they're passionate about, but then running a business is yeah a whole other aspect and skill. Yeah. So yeah. Good love it. Thank you so much for being on the show. We've loved having you on. <laughs> How was your first podcast? Uh, okay. Great. <laughs> yeah. We hope you loved that episode of the Babes Talking Business vlogcast, guys. We're just loving bringing you these episodes. Our mission is to share and add value to your week, whether you're a budding entrepreneur or you're a veteran in the owning your own business game. Don't forget, if you're loving our podcast, we would like love for you to rate us and drop us some love on the iTunes app because we want to know your feedback. We want to know what you're thinking. Once a week, one lucky reviewer will be shouted out on our Instagram. So when you leave us some feedback on the iTunes app, don't forget to include your Instagram handle and or your website so that we can shout you out. Guys, you can follow us on Instagram by going to at Babes Talking Business. You can check out our website at www.babestalkingbusiness.com and This podcast is actually a vlogcast as well, meaning you can watch each and every single interview by heading over to our YouTube channel. All the links for all of these are below in the podcast notes and on our website as well. Thanks for tuning in.